Hey guys, this is Russ and Ashley, and this is She Wolf Alchemy Podcast. And today we are talking about a couple of things. So basically, I came across this poem. By the time you guys hear this, you guys will probably have already heard this episode, but I was on a feature podcast and I was preparing to go on this podcast. It was an astrology podcast. So I was catching up with some of their episodes and I had already listened to them. There was somebody I was already subscribed to, but I was a couple episodes behind. So I was doing a catch up before I met with them for this interview. And I came across one episode where she talked about this poem and it was a really beautiful poem. So I looked up the poem and I sent it to Ashley and I was like, yo, check this out. We have to talk about this and Ashley agreed to it. And so I'm going to start the episode by reading you guys this poem. The poem is called Autobiography in Five Chapters by Portia Nelson. Chapter one, I walk down the street. There is a deep hole in a sidewalk. I fall in. I am lost. I am hopeless. It isn't my fault. It takes forever to find a way out. Chapter two, I walk down the same street. There is a deep hole in the sidewalk. I pretend I don't see it. I fall in again. I can't believe I'm in the same place, but it isn't my fault. It still takes me a long time to get out. Chapter three, I walk down the same street. There is a deep hole in the sidewalk. I see it is there. I still fall in it. It's a habit. My eyes are open. I know where I am. It is my fault. I get out immediately. Chapter four, I walk down the same street. There is a deep hole in the sidewalk. I walk around it. Chapter five, I walk down another street. The end. Ashley, you start us off. How do you feel about that poem? Yeah, while, yeah, while you were reading it, I was thinking about accountability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because even in that first part of like, it isn't my fault, and then it did that, but just noticing how once the accountability was taken, you're mm-hmm. able to make a different decision. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I also like the part of it, of one, I love that it's called autobiography in five chapters because I felt that. I definitely felt that. I felt like a big part of my healing. And me and you have kind of talked about this. In fact, I think we did a guest host of another podcast like two weeks ago. And we were talking about like healing and vulnerability. And when it came to my turn, I was talking a lot about like what I can do. And you and Danny, who I love, um, you guys were like, yes, but let's also talk about what the other person can do. And I think me and you had a conversation about it like a couple of days later where I said, I'm glad that you guys spoke up and said that part. For me, I focus a lot on myself and changes I can do because a big part of my healing journey was accountability. Mm-hmm. I, I I could always point out what other people's going wrong. I was good at that. Like, that was never my problem. It was never my problem of minimizing what other people did and being like, they're good. Let's look at their trauma. That was not my problem. And I don't say I never cared. But like, that wasn't my thing. My thing was really accountability. That was like a big part of my journey. And so I love this poem. When I heard it, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. That, that sounds like my stages of healing. <laughs> I am down the street. It is not my fault. I'm down the street. I was told to go down the street. I didn't know there was a hole down the street. And then coming to the point where it was like, okay, I'm very aware of what I'm doing is unhealthy. There is a hole. And I still fall into that damn hole. And it hurt. And I knew it was going to hurt. 
it was hard to get out. And I knew it was going to be hard to get out. And then that next step of the process of like, okay, I mean, I'm still going to walk down the street. If I'm avoid the hope, I'm going to look at it because I know it's there. If I'm avoid it. And then finally getting to that part of like, I don't, I don't even got to go down the street. Mm-hmm. I'm very aware that there is a hole down the street. And so I don't have to, why? There's streets without holes in it. Let me go down another street. Yeah. Right. So I loved it because that was my healing journey. And in, 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 like, like the title says in five chapters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's definitely something when we realize we just, we just don't have to do certain things. Mm-hmm. Even if it's gonna have it, a pattern or, or what have you, or you've done, it's like, oh, wait, I I don't have to do that. <laughs> like, I, I know for me, it was, I would say like, I've learned like, I don't have to pull every thread. Like everything just doesn't have to be a thing. I don't have yeah. to respond to everything. I don't have to go down every road because me and my curiosity would take me all sorts of places. <laughs> curiosity about everything but people. <laughs> just that, that like let's see how this goes can i just say the things you have managed to get yourself into without being curious about people always fascinates me because i'm always like how did we get here <laughs> about, like, situation. Like, i'm just yeah more of a let's see how this plays out mm. yeah. see how you it by the end of this thing and then i'm like oh I am not amused. <laughs> no. No. You know, my thing was always um, when I was younger, at least to my mid 20s, mine was more about that. This is the map that they gave me. So why would why would there be holes in this map? Why would they put me? Why would they give me a map knowing there was quicksand in that road? Why would they tell me to go and do this and this and this and this? And then I'll be happy if it did not create happiness. Mm-hmm. that was my big thing especially when i'm thinking about like the why you go down the street because that's the street my mama told me to go down that's the street my mama went down her mama went down her mama's mama went down that's the street we go down mm-hmm. and then just reckon again that whole you can take other streets like just because that's the street they told you to take that's not the only way to get to that destination you can take a whole other street mm-hmm. so yes accountability definitely huge thing of the poll overall. And what I like about this is, and me and you kind of touched on this, like before we start recording y'all, me and her. And I crank myself up because I talk, I tell people this all the time because sometimes um, I'll talk to somebody that knows me in real life and they're like, yeah, cause you and Ashley. And I'm like, yeah, the podcast, da, 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 da. And then I'll say something. I'm like, yeah, me and her are just talking. I'm like, I don't remember that in the episode. And I'm like, no, y'all don't understand. Me and Ashley stay on the phone we'll call each other in the middle of the work day and have a whole two-hour conversation like all right well i guess i'm gonna sit and record with you for four hours later anywho <laughs> this is just nice chatting but anywho, before we record this um we kind of got on the topic of um tiktok and mental health and how like right now tiktok is like and it's like weird stage where like now everything is like this is a mental health problem Da, 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 da. And, you know, and I was like, and I was like, I don't know, girl, I think we getting close to that line of this is dangerous. And now we're moving away from accountability. I was like, on the other side of that. I was like, some of it is like, 
I, I think I and I gave you an example of like I was seeing this movement of people being like, and if you're a people pleaser, you're actually a manipulator. And you're this close to being a narcissist as well. And I was like, it's like there's no middle ground. It's like you can't just be accountable for the things that you need to be accountable for so you can grow from it. It's like, nope, you take accountability and become the villain. Understand that you were always the better guy. And then we got to go through healing from that. And it's like, no, or you can just take accountability. Like, I didn't know, but now I know. Now I can do better mm-hmm. and move on and move on through it. But there's definitely been a theme for a while. I think I we even shared a meme on the Instagram page before um where it was like somewhere right now the worst person you know is being told by a therapist that it wasn't their fault and they're okay it's everybody else uh and we laugh at that but that's definitely a thing stuff that be happening that is definitely some stuff that be happening i know i don't know about y'all but i definitely know of people who are horrible human beings that are like that found a self-help book and they are now just like more empowered to be horrible, even more horrible. <laughs> now they got the terminology to help hide the horribleness. Uh, <laughs> just enough to be more manipulative? To be more manipulative. Oh my gosh. To be manipulative with a great vocabulary, it's a dangerous thing. It's a dangerous thing. You waste the gaslight. You know, it's one of the things um, I went to a training before that was about working with client, working with couples and working with a couple where one of the partners were narcissists. And one mm. of the things that, you know, they were training on, I'm like, yes, and as a clinician, really kind of gauge when you're with the person that knows all the words and that are using all the words, all the, and they gaslight. And because of my trauma, and because, you know, they just use all those buzzwords and gauge the other person that's just sitting there mouth wide open, confused, like, ah, ah. first of all, I didn't even know you knew these words. When I told you these words, you looked at me like I was crazy and told me I need to go to a therapist. And now here you are doing the exact opposite thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. It, some some accountability to balance this all out just a little bit a little bit yeah and but well should we go down this road about accountability for a little bit but even when i think it's also like accepting accountability in your own hurt for things too Mm -hmm. because because i know yeah even when you meant your best and you still like i don't know when you're ending up in situations you're like wow why do i always end up here and yeah, there could be terrible people around you who have <laughs> who have a hand in this, but also there could definitely be something that you're doing that keeps putting you in this predicament. And accountability, I think, is even being willing to ask yourself that question and really look at it. Like, what am I doing that's putting me in this circumstance repeatedly? Because that's hard to hear when you don't feel... Well, one, if if you're if you want to be the victim or you feel like the victim in a situation, um, but also when you yeah, when you feel like everybody else is doing it, right? <laughs> I think about I remember having a conversation with one of my family members, one of my aunts, and I don't think she meant to, I don't know. The way she phrased it was not sitting right in my spirit. It didn't land that day. But because she was saying like there's some brokenness, it's a black hole in you and it's sucking in. And I was like, why? Oh gosh, hold on, hold on. Is this our religious auntie? They're all that sounds like religious auntie talk. 
But the, I mean, she's religious, but she's not not that one. Okay, all right. <laughs> but I was just like, no, nah, I'm not broken. <laughs> I'm not broken. I'm not. I don't believe I'm attracting brokenness. And I just, I'm just not doing this. I don't, I don't believe you, you know? Um, but so saying it that way, I was not receptive to, but in my own healing, in my own time, plant a seed, it grows, come into the damn, what am I doing <laughs> that is putting me in, or what am I making? Okay. Or where am I not setting a hard line or a boundary or where am I being unclear? What that is one. going on? Because, yeah, being unclear is definitely definitely was a problem I had, but. Well, and I think also throwing it out there, taking accountability doesn't mean you can't be hurt. Mm-hmm. Because I think we think sometimes if I take away accountability, that takes, that means that they didn't do the wrong thing. That I can't be hurt about the thing. No, you can still be hurt about that. You can still be hurt about that. There, there, there is a situation that every time I think about it, in my past, um, there was a situation I had to heal through. And like when I first, when it first happened, I was like really, really angry at the other person, right? And I was just like, you're, you, you're the villain, villain. And then I went through a lot of healing and I was like, oh, <laughs> I have an avoidant attachment. So how did I also facilitate in this? How did I also cause some of this stuff to happen? Oh, I might need to give them an apology. And then after I went through that phase, I went through the phase of like, yeah, but like, mm, we we tend to get avoided when not so safe places. <laughs> Wanted to throw it back. And then having to have this realization, like, hey, both things can be true. Yeah. They could have done some really hurtful, emotionally unsafe things that cause you to react in a way that further emotional unsafeness for both of y'all. Which created the situation that just felt like pain on top of pain on top of pain, horribleness. And you can still take accountability from your part and it doesn't excuse what they did. Mm-hmm. You're still allowed to be hurt by what they contributed to that thing while recognizing that there's some things I did that I can now do differently. That is a good point. And I'm glad you made that. Yes. Yes. It does not absolve anyone. That's everyone. There's accountability for everyone. Well, for adults. <laughs> what Lil Kim say? Uh, I got enough to feed the many. I got plenty. There is enough accountability enough. though all around. <laughs> Pick a topic. <laughs> We can find multiple people to be like, you need to hold on a little bit to this blame as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, maybe if we spread some of that out, it wouldn't be such a burden for everyone to carry. Because <laughs> that could be hard too, I guess, right? If you're, mm-hmm. like, I imagine, like, if you were not accustomed to being around people who take accountability, especially in, well, let me put on some of my other hats, but yeah. <laughs> woo, 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 woo. You about to trigger me. <laughs> I don't even think you understand what you activated. This is about to be a whole different podcast, Ashley. Love and light podcast. We thought it was going to be today. <laughs> but, but I, I, when I was thinking, and I'm thinking of it, you know, people in their families that think that you're not, yeah, if you're not 
accustomed to people taking accountability and instead being gaslit, <laughs> it can be hard to know what that actually does look like. If you have never been in a space where it was safe for you to take accountability, mm. mm-hmm. where taking accountability either put me in a dangerous space, whether physically or emotionally. And so I always have to figure out a way to push it off on somebody else. It is a hard thing to learn to start to do. That is something. This is a point. Even if we are able to consciously see like, hey, this is different people, different circumstances, and they're just asking a question and I can blah, blah, blah. Yo, it is hard to change patterns. That's the whole reason I got a job. People don't know how to change patterns on their own. It is hard to change patterns. Okay, Hilde Rest is back. Go ahead, Ashley. <laughs> I'm no longer staring off into the sunset. Point, but Papa, it's fine. <laughs> We're good. <laughs> yes, I can't believe it. I want people can accept accountability and make it, but I, I that, but that's a good point of making it safe to take to for someone to to even do that. Um, Cause it's, and it takes a certain vulnerability. Like I'm thinking of just various scenarios of like this, like when you have to like, heck fall on the sword, you know, like, yep, I did it. I fucked up, what, whatever it is, I missed it. I've had that in work. I've had in lots of scenarios where I've had to just learn to just, hey, I gotta, I gotta call it what it is. I gotta say what I did. I gotta just let it be and let the chips fall where they may. Um, but that takes a certain level of vulnerability to even admit that and then yeah you're right if you're not if it's not a safe space or even if you aren't used to that going okay like like i know for me oh, as we're talking about this i'm having a whole like oh my mind <laughs> girl, girl we're, let's, let's trigger each other let's trigger not, each other into healness <laughs> But like, but you know, I'm a firm believer of like things can happen in one area of your life and it impacts and kind of trickles into others. Like Mm -hmm. you practice things in other areas. And so Mm -hmm. I I was thinking about with work, I know, especially when I worked for the course, there was plenty of times where I just had to go fall on the store. Hey, okay. I don't know. I can't do it. I couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Whatever it was, you know. Hold on. Look me in my eye real quick. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Okay, go ahead. Finish your story. <laughs> <laughs> but where you have those, you know, and when you basically, I don't know, I guess I've had enough of those moments to know I'm, I'm all right on the other side of it. Like, it's usually going to be okay. And versus if, if I was someone who was accustomed more so to having a negative consequence associated with that every time I had to because even how I was raised when I think about it like my mom was very much like honesty did matter accountability mattered it, you got points for that it's not that you wasn't gonna still get some sort of consequence but it wasn't gonna be as bad <laughs> and um and I know I was that kid like if I was caught I was caught I don't got time to be lying and playing around I I, I tried it. I tried it. <laughs> and once I realized I was unsuccessful, I'm caught. I'm not about to sit up here and lie and try to spin stories about it. It's fine. But also that was okay. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Now, if I would have tried to BS my mama 
then I would have got myself into into just extra trouble on top of what I already am gonna get. I'm just taking my legs, <laughs> whatever I'm gonna get going by my day. Side note on that, and it goes back into what we're talking about, I promise. Nobody prepares you for how triggering it is to raise a child to try to not have the issues you have while you are still doing your healing journey. Because as you're talking, I'm thinking like my baby takes so much accountability. Like just just the other day, not even the other day, today, I was bringing in her books and her book bags and all the stuff from the car and came in and I told her to like, hey, just sit down, wait for me. Because I got her some Chick-fil-A. I was like, just sit down, wait for me. Don't open nothing, don't get nothing. It's going to take me five seconds. Do this. And I'm like putting stuff on a table and her drink spilled everywhere. Just everywhere, all over the place, on the food that we just bought. And I looked and I was like, oh, crap. And I was thinking I did it. And I was about to say like, oh, shoot, mommy, sorry, I did that. And she was like, oh, uh, I'm sorry, mommy. It was just an accident, though. Kari should have been listening. Kari just, Kari, Kari was not listening. I'm sorry. You want me to go clean up? And like, it reminded me, one, that's something that she does a lot of like, I did this. I'm sorry. But like you always tell me, it's an accident. Now, what can we do to solve it? And it triggered me because I was like, why would, why didn't you lie? I had just, I would just gave you an out. Like I am, that was my, <laughs> don't laugh at me like that. <laughs> But I really looked at this beautiful, precious, innocent child. I was like, I gave you a cop out. Why didn't you lie? <laughs> and I had to like remind myself, like, no, that's what you had to do. <laughs> okay. Yeah. She don't have to. She she don't put it. ideas in the child's mind. This is what you wanted to happen. Let it be. And I just what? was kind of like, oh, you're right. You're right, baby. It was an accident. Yes. Can you go get me a towel? And we clean it up. But you know, you don't, you know recognize how your own stuff trying to raise a child to have less things to heal from can be triggering when you had a different experience all of that to say yeah no i did not have a lot of accountability as a child so much so like i can't tell you what type of things scenarios because i really don't remember doing a lot but i know i was mm-hmm. but you know i don't really remember my childhood that's that's a whole other thing but I do remember being around a lot of people and seeing a lot of people not have to take accountability for stuff. And everybody knew. And we all just was like, okay. Mm-hmm. And turned a blind eye to stuff. That I remember very clearly. Like, oh, okay, so that's how we operate. You find accountability is like hot potato. I remember growing up feeling like it's like hot potato. Once someone throws it to you, you throw it to somebody else. It's not yours. Throw it. It's hot. And that's how I viewed accountability for a long time, but also like that's how it was shown to me. And you said you take that into other places. And I think it wasn't until like my mid-20s that it became a thing for me. Like, okay, I really need to focus on this because of a work situation. It wasn't a family thing. It wasn't a love life thing. It was a work situation. I was working somewhere where um, my opinion was there was a lot of incompetent people. And... I just got tired of everybody having to deal with this shit show because no one would just step up like, that was my fault. How can we correct it? How can I do things better? And I had one particular situation happen where it was just, it was a shit show. And I was just like, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to take the fall for it. 
And I did have a part of it. I didn't have the biggest part. I didn't have the whole part of it, but I did have a part in it. And so I was just like, you know, that's my bad because you know what? I should have checked behind. I should have reread through this before I turned it in. I should have, you know, made sure whatever, whatever. And how freeing it felt to just be like, "Uh," because we didn't have to do that whole, well, who did it? And well, you know, she was supposed to blah, blah, blah. And no, she was supposed to da, da, da. Like the whole process of when everybody's trying to hot potato to blame, we didn't have to go through it. I was just able to be like, okay, that's my bad. How can I fix it? How can I blah, blah, blah. But also the level of trust that my boss got for me. Mm -hmm. Okay, you can take accountability and you are somebody that's gonna try to throw it off. So now, I could put you in position to handle certain things, handle more, because at least when things go wrong, I don't have to play clue. Mm -hmm. You're going to come up and be like, yep, this is what I did. This is how I did it. Oops, my bad. What next? Mm -hmm. And that really changed it for me in other areas of my life that start trickle down. So getting back into the poem, one of the biggest things I also took away from it is like, okay, in this poem, it's basically like there's the patterns. There is repeated patterns. And at what point do you have to recognize within yourself, like me keep being a part of this is nothing but madness. I feel like we've all either had a moment or have talked to somebody who, or has gone through a thing that is painful, is hurtful, they hate. And then you're like, yeah, it's because you keep, you, you, you keep going back to Bobby. I think it was stop. <laughs> you could just stop going back to Bobby. I think, you know, um, you went back to Bobby. He hurt you. Uh, we left Bobby. And then it was a little bit painful, but we weren't, we weren't getting played. We weren't being lied to. But then you went back and then you got hurt again. And so I feel like the pattern here is Bobby. I think maybe we need to leave Bobby. And uh, they don't. They don't. It's like 10 years <laughs> of Bobby. And it's like, at what point? do you have to recognize the patterns? And at what point do we realize the pattern that we've been doing is straight up madness? I think it's Albert Einstein that says, and Sandy is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. Uh, And I think this is a good case of that, but also I think there's so many areas in our lives for a lot of us where we do that. And we think it's different. I think there's some areas that like, oh, I don't do that relationships. I'm quick to be like, oh, no, that's a negative pattern. I'm going to pull out. But okay, do you do the same thing in your career? You keep going back to the job that you absolutely hate. And then being like, maybe if I take a three-week vacation, it will be better. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I come back to this thing that makes me feel like I need to wake up at four o'clock to convince myself to leave by seven. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Where are we? doing the insanity where are we repeating the same thing over and over and expecting a different result what what is your hole what is the hole that you keep falling into that you see and you still walk towards Mm -hmm. i mean i was even thinking about um patterns with money and spending habits and stuff okay we don't need to go there that's i am not healed from that (laughs) i've been watching a show on netflix called rich life where they're like breaking down folks finances and these folks huh i'm like y'all got too much money to to play with and lose like how do you just be this this lady this no this it's a couple on there and they don't talk about their finances together and the man is 
I don't mean to just, <laughs> but you buying on his phone some games and stuff he play on his phone, you running it up. Y'all can't have shared accounts because you be spending up money like crazy on these online games. The wife bought a purse. Okay, it was overpriced. She comes home after they've had this whole budget discussion. He done got shoes, jeans, all this stuff that just got delivered to the house. And she looked at that man and asked him, but how much money did you put on the bills? And he had a blank face. And I was just like, there's no way. <laughs> there's no way. But anyway, <sighs> they've been together for like 10 years operating like this. You know what I'm saying? Like y'all on a whole reality show to get, I don't know. But it just, chaos. What, what do you mean? What? ignore it this is and also this is an example of not looking at the problem like ignoring yeah. it and like this is not a thing and not actually like assessing your patterns is it's not gonna help you ignoring is not gonna help you <laughs> i'm just feeling like, i'm very convicted right now i um because <laughs> i definitely definitely am like ignore it until i feel ready to deal with things I definitely, definitely am the person that's like, I, we, we are not going to look at the bank account and I'm assuming it's good. If, if I feel like it's good, it cannot ruin my mood right now. And that's not to say be out here in the negative stuff. No, not, but still, I still need to start looking, <laughs> but also, you know, patterns, patterns, pattern, patterns. Yes. At what point do you notice like, yeah. I'm, I am creating the chaos with my own pattern. You can reset. And the thing about patterns is that you can create new ones. Yes, that is a new thing. Oh. <laughs> you can find another job. You can leave that person. You can stop not looking at your account. You can do all kinds of things. <laughs> but also, you can stop living a lie. Um, when talking about patterns and talking about, hey, these holes that we keep falling into, um, some of us, our whole life is a hole. And it doesn't have to be. It does not have to be. You can like really show up as yourself. And again, maybe you just can't show up as yourself on that street that you keep walking on. Go on another street. There are other streets. Yeah. And I say that to say that because there's a lot of people who are identifying with their trauma and making that their whole personality. You don't have to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's so much more to you than your trauma. Also, when it comes to accountability and all that, you are the common denominator in, in your life. <laughs> <laughs> You're also the only thing you have control over. So might as well assess it. I don't look at you. Just <laughs> you just might as well look at yourself. Look at these things. What sort of strange habits do I have? I know when I grab a hold of a certain concept, I really, like I said, I, I definitely keep trying to dismantle control. I don't even, I don't think, I don't feel like I had a lot of it, but anytime I know, I'm like, am I trying to control somebody? I don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. That is definitely a thing for you. That is something I have to consciously work on. I feel like I do good at it, but it's not my go-to. Like it's not natural for me yet. My natural instincts is to control things and then be like, hey, <laughs> hey, why are we doing that? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Are we trying to force a certain outcome, will something into happening? But like, what if things just happen on its own? Like, maybe that would be great. Maybe that, maybe, 
long term that's better let's let's see if that happens but i have to talk myself through it like it's a whole thing i have to talk myself through it and but it's okay because i'm not at the point well i will talk myself through it this is definitely a point where i was like <laughs> freedom all right good luck with that so have you ever had like can you think of an in the whole moment yeah um i'm thinking of even we said i said this on a couple uh episodes ago of like having the realization of we we're talking about sex in the city characters so how people used to be like i'm miranda i'm kelly and my in the whole moment was realizing i was mr big mm-hmm. and for me that was in the whole moment because i was not enjoying the my experiences with love and i was like and it's it's y'all dusty sons out here <laughs> i'm not raising them right and then um i had a realization that also like my daddy didn't raise me right so like <laughs> and then the accountability part i in turn did not change and i continued in the foolishness anywho um but yeah i had that moment of like how much of the experiences I contributed to. And at first it was that little bit of accountability, which is, well, I'm attracted to the wrong types. And, you know, I have to take responsibility for the types I'm attracted to. And that's easier to take responsibility for. So I started off there, but it came down to a point where I was like, yo, you have a very avoidant attachment style. You also play emotional games. You have control issues. You have extreme control issues. You don't play fair. And uh, you, you, you a whole, you a whole fucking problem. You a whole fucking problem. So we need to sit and heal that. And that in a whole moment for me, because again, I was going through my life. I was having dating situations and I was having romantic situations that weren't positive and they weren't turned out good. And I was so used to being like, cause the guys y'all sell trash. And then I was like, <laughs> you too are somewhere on Sesame street asking for a cookie because you're trash too. You two are trash. <laughs> you two are with Grouch. Uh, what's his name? His name was Oscar. Oscar and a Grouch. Like I, uh, yeah, and like that was uh, in a whole month for me. I went through a whole, I went through a whole like two year period of like recognizing my own patterns and how I contribute to uh, the chaos I was causing in my love life. <laughs> I um. Let's see. Oh my God. I'm thinking of one specific, and I'm uh, the only reason it's standing out for me is because I literally felt like I was in a damn black hole and it was horrible. And I realized, you know what? Also, I realized recently I was like, you were depressed. Like, I mean, I know that, but like, I'm like, oh, to have even been in this circumstance, (laughs) like, what the F were you going through that you were not dealing with that you allowed this situation to even take place? But anywho, I'm thinking of, yeah, I know I was dating some more of realizing like, I don't know. I felt like I was in a damn hole because for me, I realized if it's something going on that I really can't talk about or that I don't feel comfortable sharing with the people who I'm close with, I don't, I don't need to be doing that. <laughs> I knew it was stupid. It's so hard for me sometimes to go back and be like, I don't know what logic I was using. <laughs> to make these things make sense because sometimes when you think yourself out of certain stuff you you be like yeah i don't know i can't even 
I can't even go back to that. But I realized basically, I felt like I was in, in, I guess, in the hole because I had isolated myself so much by being in this situation. I wasn't even talking to anyone about it. But I was real. I had to also realize what I was playing a part in. Being ambiguous, being ambiguous and being unclear about what the F I actually wanted, wanted to do. And then drawing a hard line about that. I would not do that in a lot of dating situations because I also really, a lot of times I was okay with being kind of ambiguous and stuff, but people weren't going to do what I wanted them to do under that circumstance. Yeah. <laughs> that too. That's another thing. So not even in that situation, but I had to realize in other situations too, like I can't be saying, oh, I don't really want a relationship or, you know, let's just date and just do it. But I also want you to behave in a certain way because I behave in a certain way because I choose to have a certain candor and of open free love. I want you to do the same and give me your open free love. <laughs> and I also don't really want to be committed though. Can I just say though, as you're talking, I was sitting here thinking like, and it's funny because me and you had very different dating styles and we still have very different ideas of love and, and, and so forth. But listening to you say that and I'm like yeah you were very much like free free love and blah 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 and I was very much like sir your phone is already tapped I don't care if I'm on a date with somebody else <laughs> I don't care if I'm on a date with somebody else I will read the transcripts on my way to the dinner with somebody else I want to know what's happening but we were still having the same situations like there's no better way to be unhealed we were still we were still having the same results yeah I mean, and I remember me and you having stupid situations, being in each other's office talking about it and looking at each other like, you crazy. But <laughs> like, it didn't matter because what we was doing, it was still ending up in the same type of bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I believe that I have fixed my shit. A lot of shit. You killed now? <laughs> I, know. I have healing to do. I mean, okay. I'm going. Okay. So I've healed in theory. I'm here. I am testing theories. Now that's <laughs> oh, we we can talk about that one day for real. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here, but yes, your girl is out here testing theories. Learn yes. right here. She's um, testing theories. We we are all rooting for her. Trying to trying to see. I see what happens here. But Evan healed that of like not being well, hell, I had my last run. The universe sent me my last like test, I feel like, to be like, are you still dumb? Let's dangle this back out in front of you. How long are you gonna play this BS game? I thought you were being intentional. <laughs> With that dummy, that was <laughs> I feel like the universe threw that back at me and I was like, Yeah, this isn't being intentional. This is heading back towards a well, I guess we could just do this till we don't. I, Go ahead, go, go ahead, go ahead. I, you know, I have no comment on this. I have no comment on that entire situation because when I had comments on the situation, y'all told me I was mean. So I have no comments on the situation. I was not a safe person to talk to about these situations. Apparently. I have shunned you from talking about a situation. You have never shown me, but you have. I know, I know, I, I know, girls. I know. <laughs> I really like him. That's the exact thing. That was the exact. That's what I was getting from you. Yeah. And then so I just start being nice. Like, oh, okay, well, you know, are we happy? Oh, that's good. We're happy. <laughs> that's now all my, all my girlfriends get from me now. Oh, are you happy? Well, okay. Okay. Are you asking for my, you don't want my opinion. You still don't want my opinion. Okay. Well, cool. As long as you're happy. But I actually Any. like your theory that you've been testing out lately. 
I I really I really like the I really like Stitch. I'm gonna call him Stitch on the podcast. Experiment six seven nine. I really like him. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Oh my, I'm glad he's not a listener. <laughs> You're gonna get a random text on Sunday night at like 6 05. <laughs> Just gonna send you a stitch emoji and go about it. Goodness. Not anywho. <laughs> so, in theory, I have healed through certain things and have been able to be more clear and hopefully will not have the same problems that I've had before. That doesn't mean I won't have new problems, <laughs> but I hope to not repeat the same problems. So anywho, I feel like we went way off off track <laughs> in that whole thing. Goodness. So yeah, me realized I was in the hole, was realizing, yeah, I was I was being too, too open, too ambiguous with things and too, I don't know what the hell, honestly, but just, I was putting myself in a lot of misery. Um, but I had other stuff going on. I mean, but I think that can be a part of the the whole falling into a hole thing. Am I falling into the hole? Because I'm, I'm I got my phone out. I'm carrying six books. Mm-hmm. I'm walking the dog. I got my earphones on. I'm just not paying attention because some of the part of the whole scenario of falling in the hole, quote unquote, is not paying close enough attention. There are some people that keep falling in the hole and it's the same hole. And it's not a matter of, okay, they know it's a hole. They recognize it's a hole. They don't know what's happening because they weren't paying attention. They just know I keep, mm, I be doing good. And then everything hurts. I mean, it's hard to get out of this hurt. And they can't tell you the who, what, where, why, and none of that. Because they got all these other distractions going on. They just know, I talked about this before. When you have so many distractions going on, sometimes it's hard to pinpoint the source of the pain because there's eight different possibilities, mm-hmm. which is why we really recommend meditation. We really recommend practices that forces you to engage with the present and be intentional in your life, whether it be in dating, in your work, in your family life, being intentional. So when something off happens, one, I can feel it. It doesn't take me falling in the hole to know it. Once the tiptoe of my foot no longer feel like it's on solid ground, I have enough presence to stop and look down and go, what is this? And can make a decision to back up. But you can't do that if you are surrounding your whole life with distractions, especially if we see pain and we're feeling things. Instead of checking for the source of the pain, looking at the pain, we are just like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to add some distractions so I don't even have to think about the pain. The pain is going to continue to grow. And now we done added five new females to it. Now we done added a drug problem to it. Now we done added a baby mama to it. Now we've added, we've added a gambling problem to it. And now we're like, oh, well, we got multiple scenarios that could be the source. Now we got to go through and wing through all of them, trying to figure it out. And by this point, you taking away this and that and this and that, come to find out something that happened when you were five. But we got 30 years of distractions that we had to get through to figure that out. It do be like that. So trying to drown stuff out. And also, like, I'm a firm believer in, like, even, like, emotions, feeling losses. It's it's a sign. It's a warning sign. It's trying to tell you something. And when people are like, no, I don't like the unicorn. I got to get up. I got to move. I got to do this stuff. I'm like, well, maybe... Like, I remember having a client, she was, she was about to get up and run out the room. I was like, nope, sit down. And 
she was like, but this is uncomfortable because she was getting worked up. And I was like, and maybe if you sit in this discomfort long enough, you might actually want to change the circumstances. Like this is the thing. If you always run and jumping out of it instead of like, yes, this is so uncomfortable. Why? Why would you want to have created this? How can you change this? But if we don't sit in it, it's like even with, I think of it even with physical pain in our body. Mm -hmm. We get so used to like, oh, let me take some pain pills or let me try to do, you know, whatever, whatever to get rid of the pain as opposed to this pain is a sign that something is wrong with your shoulder. Go get your shoulder looked at. (laughs) There is something wrong. There's, there are so many people who have aches and pains in their bodies in general, and they chalk it up to age or this or that. Like, meanwhile, your body's like, hello, I'm dying. Look. And you're not paying any attention. You smoking, you taking a shot, and you know, it's the pain pills, and that's it. Go see what the heck is going on with your body. Stop ignoring it. It is trying to tell you something. So same for coming back to those big feelings, uncomfortableness. It is there for a reason. You got to pay some attention to it. Mm-hmm. Trying to drown it out and come friends with your monsters or whatever type of foolishness. Becoming friends with your demons. Mm-hmm. I, I can't. I can't. You can become friends with your demons. You just got to remember the demon's always going to be a demon. They're demons. So, <laughs> like, the demon going to do what the demon does because it's a demon. I don't know. You ain't got to be but, friends with demons. <laughs> and I think a big part of this, though, is okay. So, we're in chapter four. We know there's a hole in the street. We know we fall into the hole. We know the hole hurts. We know it takes a long time to get out the hole. And now we are deciding not to, we're still going to walk down the street, but we're now deciding not to walk into the hole. We're going to purposely avoid the hole. And now to start chapter five, how do you get to the point that I'm on the street, but I don't fall into the hole? How do you get to the point that I don't even go down that street no more? I think it is changing your mindset. Going from a fixed mindset that says, I have to go down the street, I have to fall into this hole, to a growth mindset. And a growth mindset says, okay, what other things can I be doing? This hurts. So what can I do that does not hurt? A growth mindset says, find solutions. A fixed mindset says, well, this is all I know, though. But they were the realists. This is my family. They wouldn't do me like that. They've been doing you like that for 10 years. Mm-hmm. That is a fixed mindset, trying to find a solution on how to make the hole more cozy and prettier and less like dangerous, but it's still a hole. The growth mindset is saying, I don't even got to be nowhere near that hole. You're right. Yeah. Getting into a growth mindset. I don't, and that's why I love just even just as simple as I always introduce people like, oh, but it could be something else. <laughs> could be something different. We don't know. It could be something different. It could be so simple. And even taking the time, I think one way, allow yourself to imagine. I think just really allow yourself to just like imagine and dream something up. And it's it's okay to dabble in that a little bit. And I, I find like even when I work with people and I try to do like the miracle question of like, if you woke up tomorrow and blah, blah, blah. And they're just like, well, I will not not work the way they said it would in the textbooks. Oh, of course, no. <laughs> But it's, but it's helpful to give, like, just like open up your mind to these other types of possibilities. Just, just let yourself go there. It's not crazy. <laughs> it's not delusional, but help to stretch your mind. 
ex Google stuff. I don't know. This is why vision boards and things like just there's other ways. You don't know everything. You have not had every thought. You don't know every person. Also, there are other people who have probably been where you have been, <laughs> who have probably experienced some of the things that you have, and they wrote something about it. They left a nugget somewhere about it. Find it, read it, like just, you know, peruse. <laughs> Allow yourself you to You said just... that, and like, I just heard the feeding rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, you were doing the hand motions, and I was like, <laughs> Right I don't know if people just explore enough though. Like just allow yourself to just indulge and imagine mm -hmm. something different. What could that possibly look like? You don't have to stay stuck in the I think that is a underappreciated tool. Yeah, no, I do want to say though, I think it is like you said, important. Imagination is so important, not just for kids. Imagination, you need to be able to imagine something different. And we can't always call upon feelings, but can you imagine something, something greater than what we're experiencing now? And not only that, going back to what Ashley said of like, okay, maybe somebody else somewhere went through what you went through. Maybe they wrote a book about it. Maybe you can read on it, but that is more in a literal sense. In another sense, you can change your narrative, what you believe your story is about you. If your story is, I'm sorry, I've been reading a lot of Greek mythology, but if your story is, I am Hades, I got to kidnap Persephone and bring her down here to the darkness with me. That is my story. Darkness, kidnap somebody, bring them to my darkness. Okay, but what else? What's another story? What other story can you imagine? Can you imagine, okay, you identify with the darkness. Can you imagine being cleansed of the darkness? Can you imagine being a light, being a great light being? being partnered with white beings. There is other narratives out there and you can choose to have a different narrative for yourself. I was reading a book that like that. One of their questions in doing like work and processing things is asking like, who would you be without that thought? So it's like having people like break down certain thoughts they have, like who would you be and what would you do if you didn't have that thought, regardless of what it is. So one example would be like, like one that they give is like, oh, my husband's annoying. So who are you with that thought? Well, I'm snappy and I'm this and this and that. Who would you be without that? Well, maybe I'd listen to him more <laughs> if I didn't think he was annoying or maybe I would blah, 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 blah. But even when you go to reflect on your thoughts about yourself, like who would you be if you didn't think of yourself in that way? Who would you be without those limiting thoughts that you can't do this or that you're not this kind of person? If you took that away, who, who could you be? And then people start to think of like, well, maybe I'd, Maybe I'd be a little happier. Maybe I wouldn't get into arguments. Maybe I wouldn't like, so I like adding that question as well. I don't even take it a step further. I know when I work with clients, something I do quite often is doing that first session, I'm big on doing a historical session. Let's talk about your childhood. Let's talk about your mother. Let's talk about your partner. Let's, how did we come to where we are here? And I'm really big on doing core beliefs. I want to know what your mindset is. What is your thoughts? What are the, what is the thoughts motivating our behavior? And I like to get that and explore some of that, jot some notes down on that. And usually by session four or five, I like to then do a write-up on the board. Tell me some of the thoughts our inner critic says to us. Mm -hmm. And we write down on the board thoughts that they frequently hear from their inner critic, that little voice inside your head that's telling you why you can't do this, why you too dumb for that. 
And then what I do is then match up what we have on the board, the inner critics, with how many of those things that their inner critic says is even their voice. Because a lot of times what we find out, nope, that's mama. That's mama. Because nope, remember we said how we never pursued dancing because mama told us we weren't enough. Mm -mm. I think that in a critic that every time you try to go for something new, that new job, go for something new, go for that scholarship, the one that tells you that, you know, there's somebody smarter than you. No, that sounds like mama voice. That's not even your voice. Is mama a reliable source? Mm -mm. We don't think mom's a reliable source. Okay, so we can take away that. Now we have an argument for that in a critic thought. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You're not even coming from me. You're coming from an invalid source. You have no power. And when I do this exercise with clients, I have found that at least 80% of the inner critic thoughts that we write down are not from them. Mm -hmm. And they're not from valid sources. They're from sources that were hurtful, from sources that invalidate them, from sources that didn't have their own shit together. Mm -hmm. Check the source. Checking the source is a great write down, yeah. I said, consider your audience. Who, who said this? Where did it come? <laughs> Where did this? But yeah, mm -hmm. so yeah, those are great ways to shift mm -hmm. your mind into something different and let and let go of some of these. And I mean, there's so many things that we do just based off of beliefs that we, you know, came up with or held on to or whatever the case may be that have us creating these patterns and falling into these black holes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> beliefs that were formed from the mind of a six year old. Mm -hmm. You you 34. Mm hmm. We hold on to the beliefs that were formed before we even had complex thinking skills. Mm, yes. <laughs> yes. And <laughs> we didn't revisit them. So revisit your thoughts. <laughs> Change your narrative. You have the power to. You do not have to be stuck in the world that you have been playing. You see, you wake up, you know what your destination is. You know you're supposed to reach that destination. You try to reach that destination before by going down this damn street. You know there's a hole in that damn street. You know that hole hurt and it's so hard to get out and then you keep following that hole. Change the fucking narrative. When you wake up tomorrow morning, pull out Google Maps and see what other streets we can go on. Pull out ways and see if anybody has reported that there's potholes in that street. You can still get to your destination. You don't have to go down the same street. You don't have to go down the same hole. You can choose a different way. And that's literally all I got for y'all today. You said a whole word, a whole word. Mm. <laughs> so with that, guys, that is all we have for today's episode of She Woke Alchemy. We hope you enjoy. Follow us on Instagram at SheWolfAlchemy and on TikTok at SheWolfAlchemy. If you want to reach out to us, you can email us at SheWolfAlchemyPodcast at gmail.com. And other than that, you hear the sound of our voice with a new episode in seven more days. Bye. Bye.